all I really want to do is have real, deep, and meaningful conversations with people. Conversations about life, about education, about politics, about you name it. We have it. This is Callahan's Corner. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Callahan's Corner, Volume 3, Chapter 15 here. I'm your host, Dan Callahan. We're back. (laughs) It's uh, it's been about a month, but we're back. And uh, being joined here today by uh, um, one of my Pernava Sava's friend, you know, Amrit, here today. Uh, Do you want to introduce yourself to the people? Yeah. Uh, Hey, folks. My name is Amrit Shinova. I'm currently a senior at Kent State, majoring in computer science and minoring entrepreneurship. I'm originally from India, but I was born and raised in Dubai. Mm. I'm currently building a startup called Flashmates, which basically allows students to find off-campus housing and roommates and also helps them to manage finances in the process. Right, yeah, that's why I want to have you on the show. You know, you, like you said, you created the you know, Flashmates um, app, application to help people. And, it, you know, it's, you're, you're trying to help people, you know, is it particularly international students, correct? Or is it all It's everyone in general. Literally everyone in general. Right, so did you create this app? Because of your own personal yep. experience. So <laughs> in 2019, I came as a transfer student from Dubai, and mm-hmm. I was a sophomore, which means I can basically stay off campus. Right. Unfortunately, when I was looking at places to stay off campus, it was like expensive. And when mm-hmm. I go to the website, they're like, pay nineteen, uh, pay a dollar, <laughs> and you can post a listing, and pay a dollar to view the listing. Yeah. Like even if I pay the amount, what's the guarantee that I can actually get value for what I'm basically paying? And, right. and it's not just that, like the security <laughs> issues. I can create a fake account. I, with a fake email ID, put up a fake <laughs> listing. It's not what? even safe. Like you never know what the crimes that so can happen. So you're saying like you're saying you, you just didn't trust like the, the servers yep. really. Yeah, because you were it's trying really, to apply and it's like oh you have to pay this money just to access yep. this information. It's like extremely inefficient and it's quite annoying as well. Like mm-hmm. people get confused and not all the listings are there. Like let's say if you want like uh, something based on your interest, like I want something that's like within five minutes walking distance of Walmart or within the university or and right. this and this blah blah blah. And when you try to put it there, like you don't get that stuff. Like, it's all like to them outdated. So I wanted something new through which it actually caters to the needs of students. So yeah, so it's more of an investment for the future. Exactly. Of, yes, it's because of your own personal frustrations. Yeah. You're finding that you you thought like, there were a lot of con yeah. artists out there just trying to sucker you for money, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Kent has a platform for finding on-campus housing, but not for off-campus housing. Oh, okay. and the ones that exist. So, like, so you're saying so Flashmates is designed for more off-campus. Yeah, no, I wasn't campus. sure if it was like both. You no, know it's I mean? off-campus it's because off-campus. Kent State already has a platform on campus. Right. State, I don't want to live off-campus anymore. On campus, I just want to be off-campus. <laughs> yeah, so why not? What, what's wrong with living on-campus? <laughs> so many things going on. A lot of folks. I don't know. Not, not much space, but like in off-campus, I have the freedom to do whatever I want. Yeah, you get to cook your own meals. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, not much like limitations. I can. So let's say if I want to play loud music. I don't have mm-hmm. quiet hours. I can play whenever. Right, yeah, there's so, no quiet hours. Because I listen to, like, we watch movies at 3, like, we watch horror movies at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. At full volume. In nice. a dorm, if I do that, someone <laughs> would come banging on the door. Like, and, and it's like, the walls are so thin, like, people mm-hmm. can actually listen. Like, shut right. up! Yeah, and people get pissed. Yeah, it's so, yeah. in off-camp, I was like, I can whatever, like, I can literally play music loud, extreme loudly at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., it doesn't matter. What about, do you prefer, like, the mail, like, when you're off-camp, it's like, just getting... You know what I mean? Like, when you're trying to get something delivered to oh, your that's apartment, much, it's so much, much easier, you know? You because just give them the exact address and not the weird campus. Yeah. Like. So right now, it's basically, in uh, off, on-campus housing locations, things come basically to the, like, one central area, you have to walk over there, and so you right. can walk. Off-campus area, like, they come directly to your doorstep. Like, you don't have to go anywhere. At right. times, if you're using USPS, you have to go to the office in Kent, which is quite annoying. 
Oh, yeah. That, I, I hate that. Like, you know I, what I, I hate mean? it. And it's like, <laughs> a, they give it a paper telling that there's a package <laughs> in this apartment, but there's no name on it. Like, no, and sometimes it's like silly. Like my roommate, he ordered, he just ordered like, I think it was like a new pair of shoes or <laughs> something really, it wasn't even that big. It just didn't fit in like the Eagles Landing like <laughs> mailbox. So then he had to walk all the way to like. And also, uh, it stays for a week and then it goes away from there. Oh yeah, it only works for a week. Yeah, that's the thing. Wait, what happened? Did they send it back to? <laughs> yeah, USPS basically has thing that they keep for a week and then it goes back. Yeah, so is that why? Would you say the mail system is just kind of corrupt? Yep. <laughs> not corrupt, but it's. <laughs> Wait, but it's what? It's, you said it's not corrupt, but it's not not corrupt, right? but like it's quite annoying because what if someone's yeah. out of town, like they're not in the oh, city, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and they forget to take it, and so and let's say if I have something to, that's coming in mail, mm-hmm. and I ask my friend to take it, but he forgets it. Right. You know, so. Yeah, then it's just bad news. For yep. <laughs> so everyone, so you uh, you've been in Kent now since you were what nineteen since two thousand nineteen. Yeah, yes. spring of, like Jan two thousand nineteen was when I first came here. Mm. Actually, been three years now, I believe. So right, right, and so I feel like most of your experience with US has been the pandemic and everything. Like, yeah, so it what, was. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So what? Is, so you have you just been here the entire time? You haven't been. I, I actually was in Kent till like uh, since ever since pandemic hit. And once we were asked to leave the dorm, I was in Pittsburgh for three months, and then I was in New York. Oh, okay. So you like to get around? You like to travel? Yeah, I, I was actually <laughs> running around places. Mm-hmm. But I actually launched Flashmates. I was basically supposed to launch it in March 2020, mm-hmm. and that's the month when COVID hit. Oh. I was like, on, well, the, on the week I was supposed to launch it, I get the news that COVID happened, things right. people have to stay at home. I'm like, no, it's going to happen. Because <laughs> I've been waiting for like... And then finally in 2021 was when mm-hmm. I actually got started because right. we were part of this conference called SEBI Pitch. It's one of the biggest entrepreneurship competitions at Kent State mm-hmm. where they give up funding of up to $20,000. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make the cut. I mean, I did not get that funding, but since I made it to the finals, which means I did get like around $500 in funding. And oh, not yeah. just that, like that basically was impetus for to launch because in, in the finals, you have to present your revenue slide saying that you are making money. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm an international student. I was a student because we cannot make money because it goes against the like, law. So I just told that we have users, a lot of it. But, mm-hmm. our, but that launch was very successful because a lot of people came to me. They're like, the design is horrible. Like, if you take a look at the design of it, it's horrible. I think, let me just show it to you. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, my phone is lagging. No, you're good. Yeah. But yeah, this, can't wireless. <laughs> this is the design of mm-hmm. the first version. The design. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll have to get a screenshot of that and put it on the Instagram so the people can. I oh, see that's not awful. What's wrong with that? Design? So that's the first version, and also yeah. it's based on H. So if you're a CS person, you won't know what HTML is. It's actually oh, yeah, for design. Yeah, science, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually a, a good language for making websites. But if you want to make a mm-hmm. website where you're asking users for the password for data, it's not safe. So this website is actually mm-hmm. hackable, oh. but it's down. It's down. <laughs> like it's actually not active. It's just active on my end. Mm-hmm. So if you log in and sign up, I can see your stuff. So, oh okay. At that time, someone, one of my friends actually. So, wait, sorry. What, what is the name of the site again? To... Flashmates. No, like what? What is the name? How do you create this? Like. So Flash. Uh, I mean, like in general, if you want to create a web application, you need to right. have like different languages, like this HTML, CSS, JavaScript. That's a basic. But right now, there are more modern like stacks. Like that's what what's called stack. Like how you build it. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to build a user app based application where you're using a lot of data, you can use like. Node.js, you can use Python, you can use React. I use Node.js mm-hmm. and Re- React for building that thing, so. Okay, I see, yeah, so yep. anybody could do this, yep. hypothetically, here. Yeah, I mean, anyone can build well, it. Well, anybody like, can just Even you can it. make a website in like five, five minutes, it's that simple. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to walk me through how yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, can, we can make a website, yep. that'd be cool. 
So we launched that and then what happened was basically the design was horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks good, but yeah. If you No, really it, I think it looks pretty good. You know, I think you're selling yourself short, you know. Yep. I mean, it's pretty impressive. You know? Yeah, that's there, but if you take a look at the website version, I'm oh, sure oh, like, oh, okay, so you're saying the application version looks better. Yep. It's like than like the actual site. Like if you're on a laptop, it doesn't look as good. Yeah, that's, that's basically true. what you're saying. So we got a lot of views. Like the day I launched actually the moment I launched within five minutes we had our first listing. Mm-hmm. on the platform it was from eagles landing i was like oh, holy cow oh so eagles cool. landing very good <laughs> yeah most of our uh, listings come from eagles landing because mm-hmm. i know a lot of folks there and like it's very easy for me yeah and there's this lady called jessica J- jessica shelton oh yeah jessica shelton yeah. <laughs> yeah so a lot of people like uh we do a lot of like help with them basically she lets us know if our friends are there i'm just i just send them the website like in the future if you mm-hmm. ever need this like just use flash meets okay so fast forward to this competition i launch it again mm-hmm. i mean not like doing competition like after i come to kent Mm-hmm. I, I really spoke to a lot of students. Like I spoke to as many students. I mean that before I even introduced my name, I introduced Flashmates. I'm like, do you know what Flashmates? Like, yes, I built it. Oh, you're the one. So, oh yeah. <laughs> and every person told me like the design is, the design looks like a fake. You know those fake websites like mm-hmm. the email you get. You want a lottery? You want a million dollar lottery? Please. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. It actually looked one of those websites. So I had to change it. Then I had to make it like there are like five different designs of Flashmates. So. Oh okay. And then we launched it again. And as of now, we have 2,000 users. And just last week, we had like, there's a competition called Pioneer. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the biggest um, competitions for like side projects or startups. Yeah. That are like in the United States and mostly students. Mm-hmm. So in the US, we, we are competing the region for US East, like the East Coast. Mm-hmm. We, we are in currently the, the 10th position out of like 3,000 teams. Oh, congratulations. And, and we just made it to global. So in the- in Oh, the, you're in global. The global top 100. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. freaked out myself. Like I just woke up like this. Tuesday or Monday, I don't know when it was, but in the morning I just woke up, I just got an email, you're on the floor, I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> yeah. And I've been, I entered the tournament in 2019 and mm-hmm. it took us three years and two months to basically get into the global, like, 100, yeah. top 100 leaderboard, like. Well, congratulations. That's, thanks, that's appreciate awesome. It. Yeah, I would give you a round of applause when Thank I'm holding you. the microphone. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But no, that's incredible. You know, yep. took, so two and a half years, I mean, you're and in the top, uh, you said, like yep. top uh, 20 or two top 100 top, top 100 global top 100 global and us right. east top uh top 50 top 50 in the yep. us east okay because like okay so whatever colleges because i i noticed on the uh on your instagram you said like you mentioned like ohio state is now using flashmates and like, yeah, so like how did that come about and like what are the other schools as well so the reason why i'm doing launching more universities is because i graduated this semester yeah i'm trying to apply for funding because I can either pursue a career path or I can either pursue an entrepreneurial. I'm trying both, but I really mm-hmm. am okay towards the entrepreneurial one because that's my passion. Yeah, it's like the creativity of yep. the entrepreneurship yep. versus like being like Stuck shut down in yeah. a career and being like a tech person. Yep, <laughs> right, right. And yes. the, thing, the thing is that like, I mean, I don't mind doing the job, but mm-hmm. things are like, I'm more passionate towards this. Like I love building my own stuff. So mm-hmm. that's why I want to go for this. Right. I, on a student visa, I cannot raise funding. I cannot make money. So okay. I cannot let that be an excuse for me to not raise funding. So instead of using the revenue, I'm like, get more users, make a free product and send out to them. So after looking at the success of Kent State, I mean, not, they not really everyone knows about it. A bunch yeah. of people who really use it, they know about it. Mm-hmm. it I was like, it's time I launched another other university as well. So I was like, uh, I went to, not like I really not go to Ohio State. I just launched it here from Kent State. Yeah. Like, added, added support for Kent, Ohio State, added support for Cleveland State, added support for Case Western. Wait, so what do you mean you uh, added support? So, so if you're an Ohio State student, like with the osu.edu, you can sign up for an account and you can basically post a listing or search for a listing. Okay, okay, so you made it accessible. Yeah, for, for OSU them. students or for, you also yep. Cleveland State students. Yep, that's right. So how, 
like are you gonna like reach out to the specific schools and let them know or right. so that's my plan that's my yeah. focus on right now because i launched right. it it's time for me to let them know that's what yes. i'm trying to do right but I basically uh, uh right now i'm trying to uh, reach to inter- uh, international students because a lot of international students search for housing because they are clueless about how it works mm-hmm. and my product basically helped them at first so I mm-hmm. basically joined WhatsApp groups of them, pre- not pretending to be a student. I, I mean, I told them that I'm a student at Kent State. Yeah. So I just told them that I made the website, blah, 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 and like, please use it. <laughs> yes. The first time I actually posted, a lot of people thought I was some fraudster, some scamster, like, yeah. trying to, because obviously, like, well, why would someone? Yeah, it's like a new company, right? And it's yeah. all online. So yeah, it's like, that's and, why people are like, this might be a little sketchy. Right? And people also search things. Like some people are smart that they search before they actually enter right. the website. When you type flashmates on Google, it doesn't come up properly, right. and that's something I'm working on. If you type mm-hmm. flashmates on Kent, you can actually find our like a business card over there. Interesting. There you go. That's like a good step forward. Yeah, you know, I, right. I actually did that because I want to gain some credibility in Kent, so I want to do that in other places as well. Mm-hmm. So I did that. So I, and I just recently sent a email to the international office over there, like the, the office of international students of the global education, like we have over here. Mm-hmm. So hoping I get a response over there. So, mm-hmm. so you're working really diligently with Kent State right now. Yep. To build like a lot of traction within Kent State. Yep. And then you're gonna like use the lessons you learned here, like the mm-hmm. the trials and errors, have and to. then apply the positive stuff to like the other universities, or yep. at least try to like work around their system as well. Because I feel like Ohio State, like would be a huge one. It is. I mean, it's K- a big Kent one. State's a big one as well because, you know, people forget about the fashion, how that's yeah, like that's a true. huge program. Like that's people true. all over the world coming to the Kent fashion. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you get Ohio State, that would be mad. Like, I'm not, I don't even like Ohio that's State. That's huge. Really, but. And Ohio State is in the middle of a city, I think. It's in Columbus. No, Columbus, yeah. That's my hometown. Oh, it's in Columbus. Wow, yeah, no, cool. I am from, no, I, okay, I, I just said I don't like Ohio State. What I mean, I don't, I don't, what I mean is I don't mind the school. The school's fine. It, I, the football team is very annoying. <laughs> like, like I'm not a the Ohio State fans get on my nerves. Oh my I'm, I'm sure there's Ohio State fans listening. I'm kind of getting off topic. It's fine. But yeah, go blue, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, Michigan. Okay, whatever. But no, back to the flashmates. So, so yeah, Ohio State is your next. Are you, what about so? So right now it's like Kent is really the building block, right? You're yeah, correct. Build it up in Kent. You're trying to make it easier. For, so is it just for off-campus, or are you doing on-campus as well? No, it's really off-campus. So you're doing just off-campus? Because every off-campus. university has a platform through which you can find on-campus housing. It doesn't even have a platform mm-hmm. through which you can find roommates. Right. But the oh, same is for off-campus. Okay. Because there are, like, existing uh, platforms. Like, there's Facebook. I don't think... Right, a lot of people like, use... Fa- I was going to say, a lot of people use Facebook. Like, they did my freshman year to find, like, roommates in the dorms. You know what I mean? Yep, that's And true. off-campus. Yep. But I feel like Facebook is also mainly used by older people. But right now, so. Facebook is like losing credibility and it's not really safe. Right, yeah. Because they take your data for advertising. We don't do that. Like, we don't want your data. Like, yes. keep it to yourself. We just want to make sure we help you with that thing. Mm-hmm. And we, we want to focus, like, r- right now, we don't have a proper business model. But when we actually officially incorporate, we want to focus on a business model where we don't, like, mess around with the data. Like, it's mm-hmm. you own it. It's up <laughs> it's to you. It's on our business. We just want to make sure you use the platform to find roommates. Mm-hmm. And about other plants like uh, rental college pads, it's like they're quite expensive. Mm-hmm. As in like the, the post, I think they have a partnership with other other folks as well and then they post something like that. It's mm-hmm. actually a good website, but like that's the only flaw with it. And there's many more platforms that are coming up in the space, but just that. Yeah. So this is just like an experiment, but the experiment has been going way too good that I have to focus on like, how do you think sorted? Yeah. Because with 2000 users, that's actually a lot of folks. Like right, that's a pretty high number. Yep. You know. So I have to figure out like how do I get this running successfully. So. 
for sure, for sure. Are you the only one working on this? Uh, yeah, but or? I have a friend named Devanshi. She basically mm-hmm. designed the logo, the current logo of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, nice. So, you got a logo designer. <laughs> nice. She was actually a good friend of mine. So, she's like, um, she was bored and she wanted to like, design something. Like, mm-hmm. she wanted to uh, switch to UI UX. She's an architecture major. Mm-hmm. So she's, she she got interested and she like decided to redesign the Flashmates website from scratch. Nice. And nice. the next day, like after like a few months, she sent me this whole page. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> like I could have paid someone to do it, but she did for free. Mm-hmm. And that was so sweet. So yeah. Cool, cool. You got some good friends, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess the real, qu- another question that some of you business people might be wondering right now is, well, how do you make like all the money from this? You know, so, where's the profit? That's right? true. So basically we try, we want to make like an advertising platform, but mm-hmm. our advertising platforms more focused for small businesses and like some events that happen it in and around, around the universe. For example, in Kent state, we have mm-hmm. a lot of events happening. We have a lot of small businesses in around here. Mm-hmm. They can use a platform to ad- advertise themselves. Okay. Because like instead of getting like for some big so business, so you can get like ads from like Eurogyro, yep. or something like that on the Flashmates. Yeah, or any business or app that targets university students. But I, but right. in the process, we don't compromise on the rate of students. Okay. And another thing we try to do is basically, I know this sounds very very weird and sketchy, make, <laughs> allow students to pay the rent using crypto. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, uh, and so wait, what's your plan for that? Like, can you can you also try to explain yeah, crypto sure. for me? So like, cryptocurrency I, is basically. Um, I mean, the lo- right now cryptocurrency seems like a uh, fad because there are many fake ones coming up. There are many like scams going on. If you're on Discord, mm-hmm. you might get certain bot messages. You won mm-hmm. a lottery, ten thousand bitcoins. Like, no one wins that much. That's that's a huge amount. No one yeah. wins that lottery. So that's why many people are losing trust in the crypto system. But in reality, if you know like how it works, how the blockchain works. It's actually, uh, you'll understand that there's a lot of future and potential to this. So this thing called Web3. Okay, Web3. Web3, is so there's Web1, there's Web2 and Web3. Web1 was basically before uh, the 21st century began. It was like the initial period of the internet. Okay. Which was basically like the ARPANET and like when Tim Berners-Lee launched in 1992. Mm-hmm. And then came Web2, like the current version, like Google, Facebook and stuff. Web3, it's basically powered by the blockchain where everything's, I know this is very technical, but now it's important to understand what blockchain is. Blockchain is nothing but like a database, okay. not like a database. Like it's an area where information is stored, but it's encrypted and it's using a cryptography method through which like no one can basically break into it. It's like extremely secure, okay. extremely like decentralized, no one has control over it. So it has everyone's private information in web three. Yep. Like everyone on earth or just like, <laughs> like, so it's just like a crypto based storing every, all yep. the information. And it's super secure. Yep, you that's can't just that's like what, change stuff online. That's the initial idea of it. Okay. But it's extremely complicated to understand because it's still in the we are still in the early days of the in, like of the crypto yep. stage. Okay. So, so what is the cryptocurrency? Where does that play a role? Uh, cryptocurrency basically allows people to like um, make payments or like own a part of the ecosystem. For example, uh, there's thing called tokens. So mm-hmm. if some blockchain starts or something or some new project, I can basically be a stakeholder by buying a token or something through which okay. I can make decisions. Like there's a thing called DAO, which is basically decentralized o- autonomous organization. Right. They're like companies, but on the web three mm-hmm. and they don't have any central authority. They're like de- completely decentralized owned by token holders. Yeah. So there's this thing called the, have you heard of the board Ape Yacht Club? No. There's a new trend going on, like where people are posting pictures of apes. It's mm-hmm. called, it's like an NFT. Okay. So it's a very, very popular NFT. Like it's so popular that people like Snoop Dogg, Eminem, mm-hmm. a lot of the big celebs, they use uh, board Ape Yacht Club. Okay. And like the most expensive one, I think was two point something million dollars for oh, one. <laughs> yep, it's just a JPEG file. That's what it is. 
Right. So, well, let's. So, I guess. So, the point you were saying. So, you want to get the cryptocurrency to own some of these companies that are through a crypto chain correct, yep. from web free but then so like what's the overall payoff like i guess like do you get real currency eventually or is it just you know, uh, all no. this crypto currency that you can spend through the crypto it's a very complicated thing to understand <laughs> now with everything going like this ethereum there's dogecoin there's like sony new blockchains yeah so it becomes more confusing right now right but the <laughs> I think the company that's going to succeed in the end is the one who makes it easier for people to understand how re- things really work in the uh, crypto ecosystem. Okay. So initially how crypto started was basically there was this random person group no one knows who he she or the group is. Mhm. They they wanted to name Satoshi Nakamoto. Okay. I don't remember the exact date but somewhere in 2010 2009 they put up they those were called 4chan. Mhm. They put up a paper saying that there's a new currency that be a new technology that's going to power this. so basically a money that's not controlled by the government that's not controlled by anyone and the money is controlled by you because currently the mm-hmm. money like it comes from the federal reserve and like they yeah. have control over it so yeah which is basically yeah. makes sense because every government basically controls how the money works here right. bitcoin like it's it's called bitcoin the one that he basically uh, right. bitcoin is a big one yes bitcoin is not controlled by anyone it's basically controlled by the user so if you buy a bitcoin you own it it doesn't matter what others but st- but for me my main question means like how is the value changing then that's yeah. my main uh, concern yeah how the value changes with yeah. crypto yes cuz like you could hypothetically say you can just buy if you're yeah. the only one controlling it you could buy bitcoin and then multiply yeah. it but it's like but you can't do that right yeah that's true so then yeah then who's controlling it right like cuz like cuz I, cuz i guess you see what i'm saying though right yeah. like who's controlling it exactly just, that's what but the good thing with bitcoin is that like yeah. there's no like um, extra fee for example if i want to send bitcoin to someone in a different country mm-hmm. i don't have to pay the extra fee i can do it in minutes like i right. just send done that's it so and then bitcoin's like universal universal right, that's the whole right. world that's okay. the only advantage and also like you don't have the extra fee okay. whereas if you're using something like ethereum yeah uh that's a bit un- annoying because like in ethereum not it's not the transaction like to facilitate the transaction that's called mm-hmm. the gas fee so if i send a amount of around like $10,000 it'll cost me $600 to make the transaction possible extra <laughs> interesting yep so let's get back to the rent thing so how would somebody <laughs> yeah, we, so wait well, and how would you be able to pay for rent with crypto because you're you're saying crypto is like its own currency yep so it, like what, how would it equate to the actual currency so basically what of, like you, what you have to pay for yeah. rent you know what i'm saying like yeah that like, makes sense yes yes so basically we might so add support for all cryptocurrencies or we might create our own cryptocurrency and we like buy our cryptocurrencies using this amount mm-hmm. and then through that we can basically like you can you get some tokens from like so right now we are on the tournament we have this thing called ticker fmx so mm-hmm. let's say if you call our thing fmx coin fmx token you get that you can pay your rent using that but of course that's a very far-fetched idea we okay. know more, we need to do more research on that and then like Okay, yeah, so you're still like researching into yep. it, but it's an idea you have. Yeah, but okay. flashmates are not just about housing. We also want to help students with finance because a lot of college students mm-hmm. in the US when they graduate, they graduate with a lot of debt like Oh yeah. Cuz I seen those pretty scary, I have, right? I have, I have friends who are estimating by the time we come 30 or 40, I'll be able to pay my like what that's that's a very long time like yeah. what about things you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And not just that like many students in college make a lot of stupid decisions when it comes to making like finance. Like even I make a lot of stupid yeah. mistake so every <laughs> yeah. month like students have subscriptions they have certain like a monthly annual payment is due right people and they're not even aware of it like it goes automatically from the credit card or the debit card right exactly and it's very hard to manage finances and not just that, like uh, if you take receipts like 
Paper receipts are quite annoying. Every time mm. I go make a payment, collect paper receipts and split the cost, it's painful because like, yeah. I, sometimes I might lose a receipt, I might crumple it, and sometimes I might not know what the prog- product is on the receipt. Right. So yeah, yeah we, fan of receipts. <laughs> I, I want to make a platform through which we can basically scan a receipt, it'll get stored automatically, and mm-hmm. it will like individually, it will show each item. Mm-hmm. And also I can select like this item belongs to this person and total out the cost and like it'll like show how much I owe you, how much you owe me like that. Yeah, that's gonna be helpful as well. Yep. I feel like when you're talking about budgeting, it would be like interesting if you could like put a cap on like Yep. I guess we already have that, but like you could this, this go into the app yeah. like in your banking app and say like I only want to spend this much. Mm. Cause like that helps. Like I feel like I don't know. Like a good way I like to budget is like sometimes I'll take out like a hundred dollars in cash. Yep. It's like oh, this is what I'm gonna use for next week. But you know, I feel like nobody's taking cash really that much. Like cash is like really dwindling. You know. Yeah. So right now we have Splitwise, which is okay. I mean, it's a good mm-hmm. tool because a lot of students use it. But that the only problem is that anyone can basically put up any information. It does not validate that it actually happened. Right. And that's I think that's a big problem because. Let's say if I owe some, if someone owes me money, and if that person goes to another place, mm-hmm. and like um, tricks the system to believe that the payment is done, mm-hmm. but we know that we are never gonna meet in the future. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's problematic. Yep. Yes. So, so you're saying okay. So back to yeah. So you're saying like that doesn't break down what each person specifically owes. Yep. But if you had the your app, you would break down whatever. Yeah, we want to do that in the long run. Right. Okay, nice. Because we just want to help students like make better financial decisions and make sure like they're not spending much, they know what they're spending on, mm-hmm. and they won't have much of a problem by the time they graduate. Like, mm-hmm. so so they would be able to repay the debt on like time or whatever. Yeah, for sure. No, so so it sounds like with flashmates, you want to do more than just find people roommates. Yeah, it's You're like housing to, like, and finance. Build it from there. Yeah. Like, because in college, like we have our academics, we have like some students take eighteen credits, fourteen credits. Like, right. It's gonna be like overloaded for them. And at the same time, you have to manage housing and finance as well because yeah. where, where you stay is very important and like how, how you spend, what you spend is also an important thing you mm-hmm. have to do. So Groceries. managing studies and that yeah. is challenging. So Flashman mm-hmm. just want to make it easier for students when it comes to housing and finance. Like no more about studies, make sure you focus on that. But when it comes to housing, we want to help you out with that. Right, right. So let's get back to you as an individual. So you're talking about how um, you love to like solve problems yep. and build things. Like, was this something you've always had since you were a younger kid? Yeah, I'm like I've been building apps. I've been building websites. Like whenever I see a problem, I just see an opportunity to build something. For example, I have a, my language is called my mother tongue. My native language is called Tulu. Mm-hmm. It does not have translator support, and many of the Indians don't know about it. Like if you go to India, yeah. they're like, "What language is that?" And if you go to yeah. Google, you can translate it. Okay. It's like so hard to find about Tulu. So yeah. initially when the pandemic hit, I had, I met a lot of friends back home because I was just building apps. I was building stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was this like one senior couple, senior citizen, the kids lived abroad, mm-hmm. but they basically did not know English and they just want to communicate because in the yeah. computer, like when you go, so I'm like, it's time we build a translator for regional languages because Google, even though they have, they don't support all of them. And for mm-hmm. Indian languages, for some certain regional languages, they're not really accurate. Mm-hmm. So I built a translator through which you can translate from English to Tulu and back like oh so you built was, you already built this yeah yes. it's actually it's still it's still in beta i'm still working on it. that's my second big project after flashmates oh okay so but was that before flashmates you started doing this or um i think after flashmates oh after flashmates okay nice nice and i think my biggest project that i worked on was when india was hit with covid 19 like the second wave are you aware mm-hmm. of that thing like it was horrible yeah the delta variant or yeah we yeah. had like one million cases per day and like Mm-hmm. 600,000 deaths a day. Like it was yeah, scary. Really we had sad. shortage of resources. 
Yeah. So, fun fact, like, I always want to learn React. Flashman's actually built on React right now. Mm-hmm. I had no clue about React. I had no clue how to start. Mm-hmm. I saw that thing. I was like, I think this is the time I basically learned in like in an hour or something and launch an app with them like as soon as I can. So mm-hmm. in, in just 12 hours, I learned React, built it, launched it, bought a domain. Mm-hmm. Lo- and not, not just launched, like within 12 hours after launching, we had like 1 million people visiting the website a day. Oh, nice. And we were able to save thousands of lives in India. Mm-hmm. And that's my product accomplishment. Like I basically use my skills to basically solve a problem. Yeah, that's awesome. One million people a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was horrible. But it was like it took a toll on me because I had a bunch of people coming to me personally telling that we oh, can you help me find a resource? And there was one situation where the person passed away and I could I couldn't save him. Oh. And that took a toll on me, like Really? So Yeah, isn't that crazy how like the one million people it's like, and I could oh, not help great. all of them. Yeah, but then like you always remember one person, you know. Yeah, you I couldn't help. help all of them, so that was heartbreaking. But that, that's what life is, unfortunately. Well, but there's still an opportunity. You know, it's yep. just too late. You know, but um, but yeah, do you uh, do you think you're gonna go back to India after you graduate? Or? Uh, I don't see. Or yeah, you want to stay in America because Flashmith is actually doing good, and not just Flashmith. Right. Like even if I get a job or something, mm-hmm. because America, the reason I came to America was in the long run, I would become an entrepreneur. Like I would just want to build like. Not become Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> but be a person who basically change the world. Like I just want to be one of those crazy folks who mm. just change the world out of nowhere. So right, and America was that place for you then. Yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> like I have a bunch of other projects that I'm working on. So. Right. What are some of the other ones? Do you want to reveal some of them? Or yeah. Are you, are you yeah. like? Do you have time, by the way? Yeah, we have a lot of time. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I so, usually go. Um, I don't. There's no time limit, really. Oh. So you know. So you one of the other uh, projects that I'm working on is called Mission Sook, which is basically an app. Mission Sook basically stands for uh, mission, like doing something amazing and Sook is basically happiness. Mm-hmm. So one of the major problems that I saw in cancer was that not just cancer in general, university is that students go into depression. They have right. PTSD, they, they go through a lot of mental health challenges. Mm-hmm. And if you're taking 18 credits and an honor student, <laughs> yeah, I'm not an honor student, but I met people who are like, that's yeah, we honors. <laughs> so I want to build a tool through which we can help them. Of course, it's challenging because mental health is very serious and sensitive. Mm-hmm. I have to be very careful because I'm on a product to help them. So. Yeah, we built a board called Mission Sook, not like Mission Sook. I think, I think we call it Smiley. So it's a helpline. Okay. It's a helpline, but it's like an AI about helpline. You just call it. Okay. Like, hey, how are you doing? I'm feeling low. I'm feeling depressed. It basically guides you on what you can do, and like it's not like a, a mental health expert. It's like an AI that helps you through the process and guides okay. you to a mental health resource. So, so it's kind of like a therapist, fair fair puke hotline. Yeah, that's what. Like a okay. it uses this concept called cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. it's a concept using most of the like uh, AI when it comes to mental health stuff so mm-hmm. and not just that like we also worked on journal because I think journaling helps people yeah. like uh, I don't know there's a research about it where they say that if you journal every single day it's going to help your mental health so we want to build a digital journal through which you can basically share your thoughts every single day but nice. now there's an app for that which is doing very well so yeah so, uh, so you're more into the, the digital journaling. What about like handwritten? I would though? prefer the handwritten journal actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technology is not really efficient because at some mm-hmm. point, AI, technology, Bitcoin, all this stuff, like some, like it's more better to be human than to be a robot. So I, at times you cannot trust computers. <laughs> yeah. Because I use Apple Pay a lot. Mm-hmm. What if the system is down and I, I cannot use Apple Pay? Right. So. Yeah. Would you, this is a little off topic for, let's just step away from the projects for a second. I'm trying to think of some, another, this is like a hypothetical question. I talk a lot. I No, you're fine. You're fine. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> some people barely talk. So <laughs> it's nice that you like yep. to talk. Um, but like, you know, I think like 
a really apocalyptic thing that could happen that scares me is like what if like the satellite like in space just like blows up or like what if the uh, internet... that's not possible what it's not possible okay at all. so satellite <laughs> people have this misconception satellite is basically an actual device that orbits anything so okay. a moon can be considered a satellite for earth and like in mars oh, does mars have any moon i don't know a moon is yeah, a satellite, but, so yeah. Yeah. So artificial satellites. Well, I'm talking about like you know, like you know, satellites. Artificial like, satellites. One yeah, yes, yeah. They cannot explode that well. I mean, <laughs> but we should be concerned because there's a lot of satellites up there. Yeah. So yeah, if all of them explode together, that's a big concern. Right. But I don't think that won't happen in the near future. But I think like that's a major problem for space because. Yeah, because like I feel like that's like an apocalyptic event. If they do fall down, it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit of a concern. Because like, what are people gonna do if they don't know? Like, yeah, there's no true. internet. There's no like. Like, what if there's no internet at all? Yeah, that's true. It's like <laughs> scary. In fact, Elon Musk mm-hmm. is sending ten thousand satellites into space so we can have Wi-Fi from anywhere. Oh, and when I think okay. about like, it's a great idea, but there's a lot of satellites up in space. Like, why? Yeah. So. So yeah, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but it, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm 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 pretty interested in this. Yeah. That we're talking about it. And you seem like you really think about this, you know? Yeah, a I'm a huge fan of space. Yeah. Do you like, want to go to space one day? Uh, I, like, I if you had the opportunity to get in the, uh, into uh, the rocket, would you do it? Would you go Hell to space? yes. Like, one of my <laughs> one of my dreams since the age of 12 was that I want to build an electric rocket and go to space on my own. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, I went to this uh, thing called US Space Camp. In fact, actually, mm-hmm. my entrepreneurial like, stuff, like, all started with those... Trip to uh, U.S. Space Camp. U.S. Space Camp. Okay, yeah. You know about it, right? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it Houston or? Is oh it no, it's in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Okay, it was yeah. in the south because like aren't all the NASA's like in the south pretty much? Yeah, almost all of them. Because yeah, I think the the moon that or not the moon. No, sorry, the ship. The ship that went to the moon in the sixties. Oh yeah, that was in Florida. Oh, was in, oh Florida. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, for me at that time, there there was this, they gave a book or manual about everything mm-hmm. about space. And there was one section where people on their own are doing stuff to go to space. Like, people can do things on their own. That's interesting. Yeah. And that introduced me to this guy called Elon Musk. Right. And I read yeah, his who's book. that, right? <laughs> I got inspired. And yeah, things change after reading about him. Mm-hmm. But as of today, I my opinions are a bit different. Okay. Of because Elon Musk? Or just... I mean, he's a great guy, but I hate how he manipulates the market through, like, Dogecoin, like, Bitcoin. Like, post some stuff, goes up, down. Like, don't do that. I have... So... So you don't like his manipulation of a market? I mean, yes. it's not his manipulation, but like, <laughs> yeah. God knows how it happens. Like, he tweets right. something, it can just change the stock market. <laughs> right, yeah, I know. That's what I've heard about him. Like, if he tweets something that's bad, his, like, the stock just, like, plummets. <laughs> and he has like, this famous quote, he who controls the memes controls the universe. Which basically yeah. means if you create memes, you're basically going to change the world. Like, I'm not going to create memes, I'm just going to write code instead. Yeah, that's good for you. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> No memes, like, hello. No memes, you're not a meme guy. Or... I mean, I like memes, they're fun, but... Yeah, it... memes can get old, though. Right? In fact, Dogecoin started as a meme. Oh, it did, and then it became... So basically, there was this... Uh, after Bitcoin came out in 2013, the project... Mm-hmm. I forgot the name of the person who created, but there was these three folks. There was this funny, like, the Shiba Inu. Mm-hmm. It's a, the dog, the Japanese dog. I yeah. think that's what it's called. There was this funny meme going on back then about this dog that would just, like, come up and, like, go everywhere. It was quite hilarious. Yeah. So don't, why not make a coin based on this thing? So <laughs> yeah. and it's actually easy to make a cryptocurrency. Anyone can make like you can make a cryptocurrency for mm-hmm. your podcast, like oh really? Calacoin or something? Yeah, make Callahan coin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. Maybe I'll do that. You know? Yep. Yeah, I laugh a lot. I'm not like laughing at you. I'm just. In I know. General, I know. Exactly. You know I'm, I'm a laugher. So. Yep. Yeah. Maybe I'll yeah Callahan coin. Yeah. <laughs> but um. 
But no, that's that's pretty. So Elon, what book did you read? Uh, it was his autobiography. Or not autobiography. It's a biography by Ashley Vance. Okay. Elon Musk, SpaceX, Tesla, and the um, something to change the world. I forgot the last line, but I, it was a it's a good book. It's about his mm-hmm. like beginning, like from his birth to like till the till the time of like b- before he basically sent the BFR to space. Okay. Nice. So it's like his early life to right at the prime of his yep. career. Okay. That's right. Pretty good stuff. What about um? You're kind of talking about what do you think of like virtual reality? Like, uh, VR is fun. In fact, like in 2021, VR actually was one of the most important piece of tech because a lot of people like Oculus was actually number two or number one on the App Store. Really? I was like, that's interesting because like I don't see any. I never see anyone using it. Yeah, though. in Kent, you don't yeah. find many people. <laughs> yeah. But it was number one, number two. In fact, that was the most gifted piece of technology during Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's interesting. Like I haven't seen people around me so. Yeah, does that concern you, or do you do you like VR? Uh, my pro- I mean, VR is interesting because you can meet people, and I've like I've been on VR roller coasters. I've been on like I I've been at like all VR crypto. I knew the metaverse when I was like since <laughs> since I was eighteen. Like this oh, was back in two thousand like sixteen or something. I knew yeah. about all the stuff going is going to happen one day or the other, mm-hmm. and Facebook actually did that thing. Yeah. So what do you think about like people's fears of like um, VR? Like if we. It's going to be, get to a point where people aren't going to be able to distinguish virtual reality yeah, from Yeah, that's my big reality. concern because, like, at the end of the day, it's a computer. It runs on lines of code. Yeah. Computers are stupid. They only understand zeros and ones. Mm-hmm. What if someone hacks it and breaks into it and, like, can do something bad? So, you never yeah. know. So, that's my big concern. And I think we have to, like, like limit our usage of VR. We have to, like, we have to make sure we understand how we're using it ethically. Mm-hmm. Like ethical usage of technology is very important, right? Especially now, because don't you feel like there's a lot of people who are using technology unethically? Yeah. <laughs> I, I see a lot of it. It's happening and it's quite scary and dangerous, right? And I'm not just talking about like tech people, yeah. but like also like leaders are using it. Yeah, and and the problem with VR is that like if you put it on your face for a long, very long time, it can it can cause health effects for you. Like your eyes can hurt, your head can hurt. Like you can get a headache, right? And my main concern there's a movie called Ready Player One. Oh yeah, right. If that happens, one, yeah. that's a very scary thing. Yeah, because, like, that movie is an example of, like, when he does takes it off, society's, like, yep. awful. But then when he puts it on, it's amazing, right? Like, it, it just gets... That, that's, like, I think people's ultimate fear, you know? Yeah, and it's actually happening. In fact, there's a thing called Decentraland. It's basically the Earth. It's, like, an actual online universe mm-hmm. where people actually go and buy. This actually... This has been there for the past six years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Lands... And this was back in 2017. There was a... It's like virtual real estate where each a plot of land was selling for ten million dollars. Ten million virtual land that you can visit yeah. using a VR virtual headset. Virtual like, land, $10 yeah. Million. I'm not even making that up. Jeez, like, like, like they're like yeah. two million dollars, ten million. In fact, like mm-hmm. many big companies. I think I, I forgot the name. JP Morgan opened a lounge over there. Uh, mm-hmm. Chipotle opened a store over there, and like all these big big. Uh, companies are actually open showrooms like why are you doing that like yeah what's the point of that because you can't even eat the food exactly like <laughs> i can if i go to the restaurant i cannot eat it like i can just see it right <laughs> unless you're uh, yeah unless i want my vr hamburger <laughs> yeah that's uh, uh that crazy me. 10 million dollars for it, for it, land <laughs> for vr land uh you, okay you this is something funny the most expensive nft ever sold is 69 million dollars <laughs> and it's nothing but 5000 pictures put together why would somebody buy like, i don't know why <laughs> but you can actually check that out it's actually uh there's this person called beeple mm-hmm. uh he makes like nfts he's, a, he's one of the most notable like artists in the space right now mm-hmm. he made this thing and this thing called south Sothwise. you know southwise 
No. They hold the auction for all this, all these paintings. That is like, have you seen the paintings that sell for like millions of dollars? Mm-hmm. They are the ones who hold auctions, and they hold, held an auction recently. They started holding auctions for NFTs, and this was one of the like things that were listed. I I was tracking it, and when I woke up the next day, I was like, "That's a huge amount, like for a JPEG file." Yeah. I can just right click and save it. <laughs> and that that's actually yeah. meme as well. Right click and save. Oh yeah, right click and save. Yeah. Like the one that sold the board ape, the ape one. Yeah, there have there has been like many uh case uh, concerns by the owners of these NFTs where people are right clicking and saving it. Be- I mean that's possible you can do that. Mm-hmm. The thing about NFTs is that like it's called non fungible token. The concept is that so let's say this Mona Lisa painting there's only one the physical copy. Mm-hmm. In a digital thing like if I take a picture right now one I can send it to you which means there are two copies. Yeah. But in NFT what makes it unique is that the original one has a signature a digital signature. Mm-hmm. So which is on the blockchain. So if I uh basically uh, put my thing to a machine or something it'll say that this is the original picture and he's the real owner whereas mm-hmm. you have another copy it'll be like this is a duplicate okay so yeah. the nft distinguishes between like what's a real picture and what's a fake okay one, i copy. see yeah it distinguishes this is a, this is one thing i finally understand in crypto so yeah okay nice yeah that distinguish distinguishing things good because yep. like ownership still yeah so nice nice i feel like i've just been blasted with information but this has been this has been yep. great um so so yeah so you want to stay in america do you, do you have a specific place in the united states you want to live? Uh, i'm not really sure but austin or miami because that's the space where tech is going to blow up right now okay because sf i mean it's a great place to be mm-hmm. problem is that like a lot of concerns in sf like housing is increasing the, the rates mm-hmm. of housing is increasing a lot of like, internal concerns that i just don't talk about oh yeah okay okay so it's just not like no that's okay yeah and right. sf has a lot of like startups over there like i want to go to a place where the startup ecosystem is developing Mm-hmm. But I would love to go to SF one day just to travel. So. Yeah, nice, nice. What about um? Do you see yourself being on a Shark Tank one day? Or? I, I would love to be on Shark Tank one day as yeah. both as a contestant as a shark. Yo, that would be awesome. Yeah. In fact, like I participated like the seventh which I told that was like Shark Tank. Like you stand mm-hmm. in the corner and the five people mm-hmm. sing these big ass chairs and they yeah. basically ask me questions. About the business and everything. Yeah, like for yeah. flashmates, they asked me a question. Like, they asked a lot of questions. For what was that, the toughest question they asked you? Uh, so the, before flashmates, there was another idea I was working on. So your flashcard, instead of your flashcards on your phone. Mm-hmm. So there was one question where the uh, she was she was a, of alumni of Kensington. She was a successful entrepreneur. Her mm-hmm. question was, what if my phone dies, the battery dies? How can I basically use my card? Mm-hmm. And that hit me. I was like, oh my God, that's like a very hard question. Yeah. And I was like, just talking, I was like, at the moment, I'm still working on it, figuring out how we can fig- do so. Improve it, yes. And so that's a good answer. Like, sure. Yeah, very good. At least you were honest. You yeah, but lie. the problem with that idea was that, like, it's a digital card, mm-hmm. lots of data. I'm an international student. If something goes wrong, I can be in trouble. And yeah, don't want to compromise on that. Right, yeah. So you're all about helping the people first. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Entre- like for me, entrepreneurship is all about... So there's a difference in entrepreneur and a business person. Entrepreneur is one who's, who solves a problem, who sees an op- like problem solves it and makes an opportunity out of it. For example, like, uh, okay, so back then, Facebook, I think how it started was basically, that's, that's a long yeah. story, but let's forget that. He basically saw an op- uh, opportunity to connect people together mm-hmm. from some random website, which I think let's not talk about that. But we all know the story, we see him social network. But basically, <laughs> yeah. he saw an opportunity to the which we can connect with each other. We can basically do a lot of stuff through the internet and that's all. Mm-hmm. And Goop, uh, that was a bit vague. Okay, forget no. Facebook. That's like a long uh, thing yeah. to well, talk about. Yeah, well, why not? We can go to Facebook. Hmm? Unless you don't want to talk about Facebook. I mean, like, the <laughs> thing is that, so what I was trying to say is that 
he basically saw an opportunity on internet where I can make friends with each other like random right. friends who I don't know who I know or not mm-hmm. and like you can see people's status like are they single or yep. not single what are they doing where do they live yeah stuff like that yep yes so that's what I mean Facebook to explain Facebook it's quite hard because there's not really a problem that we're solving they just saw some random project that they made in front that yeah. made something a real problem that was actually being solved which one is it I think Airbnb is a perfect story Mm-hmm. So Brian Chesky, the founder of Airbnb, the reason why he started mm-hmm. Airbnb was basically uh, he was about to be kicked out from his apartment because mm-hmm. he was way behind on rent. He was on a lot of debt. Yeah. They, they maxed out the credit card and they could not pay the rent. And the things yeah. that staying in a hotel, staying somewhere else could be quite annoying, expensive. Mm-hmm. And like, you never know to how long you're going to be there. Yeah. So they wanted to build a tool through which I can like, if I own a house or if I were like, um, one room I can basically get out for rent just for a, like a short amount of t- time. Mm-hmm. So basically there was a conference that was going on. This is an opportunity where the many people are going to come, they're going to find hotels. It might be expensive. Why not we allow people to basically make their, um, that, that one spare room uh, and a guest room. Mm-hmm. At, at, the, at the time people thought it was a very crazy idea. They thought, they thought it was stupid, but it actually ended up working out, but they failed right. multiple times. So the big break was when in 2012, the election between John McCain and Barack Obama, yeah, well, that was 2008. 2000, oh, yeah, 2008. 2012 yes, yeah. was a mid, mid-, mid- Romney. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So in 2008, what happened was that to market themselves, they started selling like a, a cereal box. There's like Obama, yeah. I forgot the name, and McCain. Okay. Like with the name, they had the face on it, like Obama cereals, yeah. McCain or something. <laughs> and it was it, it ended up being extremely successful. And they probably just mm-hmm. took it like, it just took off from there. Mm-hmm. So from that, from the basic, from facing the problem of basically what? like... Hmm? Wait, so they were using... Obama cereal, McCain cereal of the Airbnbs to market to themselves draw, to market people in to come to the Airbnb. Yeah. So, oh, interesting. So basically, initially the website was called Air Bed and Breakfast. Yeah. Where there's air beds, like air mattress. Yeah. In just some random empty room, <laughs> you can just sleep for the night and just go. Right. And like they give out breakfast, so that was the initial concept. Mm-hmm. So with that one idea of basically helping people find housing. Mm-hmm. So. And in fact, like Flashmates is partially inspired by Airbnb. Oh, really? But the nice. problem is that Airbnb is like more geared towards like visitors and travelers, whereas right. Flashmates is more geared towards students who want to stay long-term. For like a specific area. Yeah. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's entrepreneurship. Business person is just like some existing product, I just sell it. That's business. Entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. I just find a problem, create a solution, sell it. Right. Is a... Uh... Is Jeff Bezos an entrepreneur? He is. Or is he... He is an entrepreneur. A business... Oh, he's an entrepreneur. Because yes. at the time, basically, he had an idea to sell books. Yes. He's, he ended up selling books, became successful, then decided to sell grocery, then decided to sell whatever you want, mm-hmm. then basically went through, like, automating homes. Mm-hmm. Like, now they're quite ring. Like, it been, it's actually been years now. And fun fact, ring came on Shark Tank, and yeah. they didn't... The pitch, if you just look at it, like... All the sharks were like, this is a horrible oh, right. idea. You're right. going to die. Yeah. Acquired yeah. for $1 billion and the guy was a shark on Shark Tank. Right. And he was much richer than all of them combined. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Who's the best shark? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban I is agree. someone who's actually a real entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Not those. So I'm what not about, a fan of. I, what about Robert Herschelbeck? Right. He, he's, he's a good entrepreneur as well. Like, yes. For me, I'm not a fan of hustle culture. Like those people who come on Instagram or YouTube. I'll teach you how to make $1 million. I'll teach you how to make $50,000. Right. And they're like, you, see, you constantly need to have income and it's like, so annoying. That's not yeah. entrepreneurship. That's a business. Entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is completely different. Like, mm-hmm. like a lot of people have the tagline entrepreneur, but they don't actually, they're not solving any problem. 
You're going to be an entrepreneur to solve a problem. <laughs> right. And that, that frustrates you the most. Because yeah. it's like they're posing, be- basically. Because a lot of people on YouTube, I see, they have like a bunch of money. All they do is like, wake up in the morning at 6 a.m. and work out. And then you'll be able to get have a $1 million income. Like, it's not about money. It's not about like entrepreneurship is not about money. It's about solving a problem. It's about creating value mm-hmm. for people. Right. And just like uh, compounding on it. So compounding is basically a concept of... Um, like increasing the value of what you're doing by tenfold or something over the mm-hmm. like course of time. So, mm-hmm. so who's your least favorite shark? Uh, no one actually. I mean, all are good. In fact, uh, oh, I I met. Uh, oh, you met one. Uh, Damon John. He, oh, you he, met Damon John. He nice. came for the Kent Street. Uh, that event, the one that I told Sevi page yeah. competition. He was actually there. Oh, really? That's cool. Uh, that was virtual, but but he did send a yeah. book with his autograph on it. Oh, nice. And we That's had a one-on-one cool. session, and that was super cool. Yeah, what was that like? What was kind of what was the key takeaways he told you? About flash like, uh, uh, he he. I don't remember what question I asked, but it's, a, it's been a while actually. Really? But I remember like he. I think I, I actually did not have a question back then, okay. so I just came up with some random question. Well, did you like tell him about flashmates or? They just so we did not get to talk. We just like okay. We were just there, and the presenter was reading the questions. Okay. And he was like, he was a very busy person. So. Right. So he was like in the zone. He wasn't really like focusing on meeting students. Yep. Or? He was yeah. like, just like that to basically uh, interact, answer questions that we have, and yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's cool though that yep. you like met him. You got his autograph and yep, that's Damon that, that John. <laughs> but no, that's that's cool. Nice, nice, nice. The reason why I say I'm a fan of Mark Cuban is because recently he launched this thing called the Cost Plus Drugs Company. Mm-hmm. So in US, healthcare is a very big. Uh, I mean, it's an area where like there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. fixing has to be done. Right. So medicines are quite expensive. So basically, he built a website through which. So let's say one medicine costs ten thousand dollars. In, on that website, it just costs the original price, and that's like $58 or something. $58, oh, wow. $60. Like, What's the website called again? Cost plus drugs company. It's like if you Google Mark Cuban cost plus drugs company, you can get the link, and the first link that you see, that's the one. Okay, nice. The things that medication, when you basically sell medicines, like from a pharmacy or something, there's a lot of extra costs. Like the middlemen, there's the so like lots of tags and stuff. Mm-hmm. They basically remove all those tags of buying directly from them and sell, selling it to you. Okay. And I, and I don't know if they're a non-profit or not, but that idea is super good because he has mm-hmm. managed a way through which we get medicines for cheap. Right, and more people can afford it. Yeah, and that's a yeah. real entrepreneur. Like, that's what's called entrepreneurship. Yeah, I've always liked Mr. Cuban. You know, he's, he's, he's just, like... Seems like a cool guy, too, you know. And um, he's also making a way through which people can own NFTs. Like, this thing called Lazy NFTs. Like, he, he, owns a, he basically owns a board ape as well. Mm-hmm. And he owns a bunch of NFTs. Like, he's very active in the space. And he's one of the biggest investors. Like, if you see any of the top crypto companies in the world... Mm-hmm. He has invested in all of them. Nice. Like, yeah, I yeah, know. He's really into crypto. But, like, how does that, how does, how's that able to work for him? Because isn't that, like, could you argue that's, like, illegal or kind of sketchy? No, that, it's legal. It's completely legal. It's completely legal. Like, yeah. the thing with the drugs. Hmm? Like, the, the medical. Uh, yeah, the, the medicine, medical thing is completely legal. Okay. He just found, a, I don't know if he found a loophole or something. But he found oh, a way he through. he found a loophole. In, not, like, a loophole or something. A, a way through which, like... Instead of people buying, like, paying the extra cost and mm-hmm. along with the original price, he removes the extra cost and, like, utils buy the original price. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how he's doing it, but it's genius thing. And, like, right. a lot of people told it's com- completely legal. In fact, like, legal experts have told, like, it's completely legal. Nothing's gonna happen so far. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was double-checking. I'm <laughs> making sure it's legal. Um, but, yeah, I feel like he's been working on that for a while, you know, because he really has been really vocal about healthcare yep. and stuff, you know? Yep. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I think we've been talking for a while. I don't really have a whole lot else yeah, to ask so, you. Do you want to hit me with any questions? Or? 
why did you start the podcast? Want want to know because like <laughs> I like people who start podcasts and they love to interview people. Like that interests me a lot. So. Yeah, I just uh, I started a podcast. It was in May twenty twenty, and uh, it was like I guess like two months into the pandemic, and I. I, I've been a fan of podcasts. Like, I enjoy, uh, you know, I guess a lot of people are kind of iffy about this guy, right? Joe Rogan. I used to like him. I still don't mind Joe Rogan, honestly. He's actually, he's like, to be honest, I support him because um, he is a person who loves to, like, listen to different perspectives. Right. At times, he might bring guests, might, like, are kind of sketchy. Might, yeah, or, sketchy. Yeah. But he wants to understand their point of view. Right. And just that the people are just like canceling, like, the cancel culture thing. It's just a new trend. Cancel mm-hmm. out people for no reason, so... Right, I yeah, and I, I I don't know. I kind of took off after that. Like I, I like to hear different perspectives. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and I just wasn't really doing anything, and I was like, you know, there's nothing going on right now. Everything's <laughs> closed. You know, might as well just try this. Like you know, try the podcast, and I just I don't know. I started doing it. Um, I've been like on and off of it. Like at times I'm taking it super seriously and try to do it like every week. Other times I've been lazy, like the current period. <laughs> but um, but I'm always trying to have different people on i've had a few people on multiple times but like you know not a lot of repeats i like to have different people on oh that's good i like to just hear different perspectives have real conversations i feel like there's so many superficial conversations Mm, and i really want to get to know people like on a like real human level um and you know i don't know i like to talk about whatever you know i just like to get the uh, appeal of the individual let them express themselves while I'm also expressing myself, you know, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I just, I think I got to try to figure out like my niche audience still. Um, I've had a lot of episodes, haven't really focused on the audience as much as I should be. Um, cause I just kind of want to have a lot of different people on and have fun. So, you know, also it's, it's a question. I talked two of my more other ideas that I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually working four apps like yes right now. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind, I can. Oh, okay. So you can promote me on... Definitely. Yes. Okay. I mean, do you have time right now? Like. Yeah, sure. Okay, those two apps, I'll make it quick, the pitch. So they are, the, the third app that I'm working on is this thing called HireMart. So mm-hmm. hiring is actually broken because there's a thing called ATS, the application tracking system, where they reject mm-hmm. 80% of the resume. So if you apply through a website, ATS rejects it automatically. So if you get a rejection email, it's because the system has rejected you, not the HR person. Yeah. And it's quite annoying because you don't get a feedback on how your resume is. So mm-hmm. in HighMart, you basically, be, uh, it's a platform through which you can create your own resume. And even if you like have a resume, you make it go to the mock areas and gives you a feedback. Mm-hmm. And also not just that, you can auto apply to jobs. So let's say uh, there are around like, you, if you're interested in like, becoming a web developer and they're like 70 post, postings of that thing, it mm-hmm. auto applies to all of them. And the five questions are the same, like what's your name, what's your thing. So instead of filling out that out, it, there's a plugin through which an extension auto fills it for you or mm-hmm. applies. So you don't have to apply every single time. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance of getting a job from through that because I have been applying to a job, a lot of jobs. I've been getting rejections. Sometimes don't even get a, don't even get a response. Mm-hmm. So this I believe will help a lot of people who are applying for jobs. Yeah. And the last area which I'm working on is just called Pakshala, which means kitchen in the Indian language Sanskrit. So mm-hmm. a lot of people see off campus. They have a bunch of stuff at home. They don't know what to cook. They end up ordering outside. Yeah. So Pakshala is a platform through which you basically enter all that you have at home. It generates a recipe for you based on that thing. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, this is the time I have, this is the recipe. I mean, this is the ingredients that I have at home. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Because a lot of people get so confused, like, what should I make? What do I, what do I eat today? So you mm-hmm. just enter, it'll help you out with that. Yeah. And also, we want to make an option through which... So let's say if I want to open a cloud kitchen on my, from my own, like, home kitchen, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I can make a plot. I can basically go to the system and start my own cloud kitchen for my home. Mm-hmm. Because in DoorDash, GrubHub, it does not support uh, home chefs. And also opening a restaurant can be quite expensive and risky because you have to put up a lot of money for marketing. You have to put up a lot of money to uh, help maintain it, like the chefs and stuff. And also the rent is expensive and you never know a restaurant can succeed or not. Yeah. So if you're a person who's extremely passionate about cooking but want to open a restaurant, mm-hmm. we, can, we can basically help those uh, uh, folks uh, take over the career. Mm-hmm. So those are the ideas that I'm working on. There's a bunch more, but yeah. Yeah, those are some great ideas. Thanks. Yeah, you're very motivated individual. Yeah. So, I, um, I just love solving problems. I don't, like for me, one thing I want to tell people is that I'm a crazy and weird person is because I don't like to, I like when people are running, or when people are running as a crowd, I just want to be someone who's away from the crowd, thinking right. against them, thinking like how can I like if the world is burning, I don't want to be the person who complains with the like crowd. Like everyone's like. Oh, oh, someone's gonna come fix it. I'm not gonna do anything. I just want to be the person like who's there, making mm-hmm. sure I build a solution rather than complain. So nice, nice. I love that. So, but so, um, Amrit, thank you for yep. being on this episode of Callahan's Corner. Yep. Uh, you want to give any more shout outs or say hello to anyone specifically? Or uh, shout out to all my friends. Shout out to Kalp, Ishwa, Jay, Ali, Devan, Shitashi, yes. Aman, Samrithi, Preet. My mom, dad, my akka. Yeah, that's it. What about Pranav? <laughs> oh yeah, Pranav. Big shout out to Pranav Asawa because it's through you I got to know about him. And yeah, that's yes. so we got connected. That's right. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, well, thank you for being on the show. Yep. Thank you everyone for listening to this uh, wonderful episode of Callahan's Corner. And we will see you next week.